0: Tonight I'm going to ask you to open your Bible to the book of uh, Proverbs, if you would, the book of Proverbs, chapter 19. Proverbs chapter 19. I know some of you worked hard today. I appreciate you coming tonight. And some have been here every service. Haven't missed one yet. So praise the Lord. Thank you for doing that. Proverbs chapter 19 is where we're going to open our Bible first tonight. You know what I'm going to ask you to do, uh, if you don't mind? Uh, I'm going to ask you to hold that place in Proverbs chapter 19. And go ahead and open to to, uh, Genesis chapter 42. Genesis chapter 42, we're going to use that in just a few moments. Genesis chapter 42, and then also if you would find Job chapter 1, and I'll stop there. That'll give us a head start on some of the places we're going to look in the Bible tonight. Uh, If you'll hold uh, Genesis 42, uh, put a piece of paper in there or stick, stick a pen or pencil there so you can come back to it. Hold it with your finger or something like that. And then find Job 1 and mark that also. And we're actually going to begin in Proverbs uh, chapter 19 like I mentioned earlier. But we're going to go to those two places quickly. So uh, Genesis 42, Job 1. If you don't have anything else, you could rip a page out of your song book and stick it in your Bible there <laughs> to mark your place. <laughs> But, uh, but we're gonna, we're gonna start in Proverbs 19 and we'll go to those other places. Now, when we go to those other places, please hold your place there in Proverbs 19 because we're gonna come back to it. We're gonna start there and we're gonna come back to it. What I'm gonna do tonight is this. I'm gonna show you a verse that has been a a mystery to me. You know, the Bible talks about the mysteries of God. Uh, There are some things about God that I don't understand. And I'll be honest with you, I'm glad that I have a God who is so big that I don't understand everything about Him. If I could understand everything there is to understand about God, well, then God would be no bigger than I am. (laughs) And I need a God who's bigger than me, that can help me. And so tonight, this is one of those verses that I'm going to admit to you has been a mystery to me. Look at Proverbs chapter 19, and we're going to read just one verse Verse 23, Proverbs nineteen twenty-three says, The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it, it is referring to the fear of the Lord. So the verse reads, The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath the fear of the Lord shall abide satisfied, He shall not be visited with evil. Now, this verse seems to very clearly say that if I fear the Lord, no evil will come to visit me. But I'm going to be honest with you. There have been quite a few people that I knew of, even some in the Bible, that feared the Lord, that were affected by the evil that somebody else did to them the evil that someone else brought upon them. Hold your place there in Proverbs chapter 19, and I want to show you an example of what I'm referring to. Hold your place in Proverbs chapter 19, please, and go to Genesis chapter 42. In Genesis chapter 42, I'm going to show you an example of what I'm talking about. In Genesis 42, I'm going to read verse 18. And Joseph said unto them the third day, this do and live, for I fear God. I mean, there it is right there, as clear as it can be in black and white. Joseph said, I fear God. But didn't Joseph's brothers throw him into a pit to starve to death? That sounds evil to me. Uh, didn't Joseph's brothers sell him as a slave? That sounds evil to me. Didn't Potiphar's wife lie about Joseph? That sounds evil. Uh, Wasn't Joseph thrown into prison when he wasn't even guilty? (laughs) But I thought Proverbs 19.23 said, The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall not be visited with evil. Okay, let me show you another example of what I'm talking about. If you would, please turn to Job chapter 1. In Job chapter 1, you know, let let me go back to, 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 to Joseph. Turn to Job chapter 1 if you would. But you know, maybe... Joseph just said, I fear the Lord. Maybe he didn't really fear the Lord. Maybe he just said, I fear the Lord. Maybe that's the answer. Or maybe Joseph sincerely thought he feared the Lord, but maybe he didn't understand what it meant to fear the Lord. So when he said, I fear the Lord, he might have meant it, but maybe he didn't understand what it meant. Maybe that's the answer. Well, let's look at Job chapter 1. In Job chapter 1, we're going to begin with verse 1. There was a man in the land of Uz, that's Uz, not Oz, we're not going to see the wizard. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Now would you look down at verse 8, please? And the Lord said unto Satan, "Has thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that... "...feareth God, and escheweth evil." There it is. God Himself said that Job feared the Lord. But do you remember the day that Job was praying for his children? You remember Job had ten children? And Job said, as far as I know, all ten of my children are right with the Lord. But just in case, it might be that one of my children could have possibly said something in his heart, not even out loud, but maybe in his heart he said something against the Lord, so just in case, I'm going to fast and pray for my ten children. And Job was in his house, he was fasting, he was praying, and a servant came running to the door. And the servant said, Job, Job, several of your servants and I were out in the field and we were taking care of the livestock. And an enemy came, Job, and they attacked us. And Job, they killed every one of your servants. Except for me, I was the only one who escaped to come and tell you that the enemy stole a thousand of your oxen and five hundred of your donkeys. And before he could get the... Words out of his mouth, a second servant comes running through the door. And he says, Job, uh, several of your servants a- and I were in the field and we were taking care of the sheep. And all of a sudden, Job, fire began to fall from heaven. And Job, uh, that fire killed every one of your servants. Except for me, I'm the only one who escaped to come and tell you that the fire killed 7,000 of your sheep. And before the servant could get the words out of his mouth, a third servant comes running through the door. And he says, Job, uh, uh, several of your servants and I were in the field. We were taking care of the camels. And an enemy came, a different one from before. And they attacked us. And Job, they killed every one of your servants. Except for me, I'm the only one who escaped to come and tell you that the enemy uh, stole 3,000 of your camels. And before he could get the words out of his mouth, a fourth servant comes stumbling through the door red in the face, perspiring, uh, hair awry, uh, uh, disheveled, covered with dust, out of breath. And he says, Job, I, I, I really don't know how to tell you this. He said, but Job, uh, several of your servants and I were at your oldest son's house. And we were serving a feast, and all ten of your children were there. And Job, in the middle of the feast, a, a, a wind came out of the, uh, uh, out of the wilderness and it blew down all four corners of the house. And when it did, Job, it killed every one of your servants except for me. I was the only one who escaped to come and tell you that all ten of your children perished. But I thought Proverbs 19.23 said, the fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall not be visited with evil. Noah feared the Lord. Remember what the Bible said? By faith, Noah moved with fear, prepared an ark. <laughs> but you remember what happened to Noah after the flood was over? Uh, one of his sons saw his nakedness, and he cursed his, God cursed his whole family. David feared the Lord. Uh, the Bible says about David, a man after mine own heart. That's what God said, a man after mine own heart. But you remember what happened to David? You remember David had a son named Amnon, and Amnon forced his own sister Tamar there in the house. And David's other son, uh, got, Absalom, got so mad at Amnon that he murdered him. And then later, Absalom got so mad at his father that he took the kingdom away from him. And then when David's forces came to take back the kingdom, he gave very clear instructions, nothing is to happen to my son Absalom, but David's own nephew Joab found Absalom in a defenseless position and murdered him in cold blood. John the Baptist feared the Lord. Remember what Jesus said about John the Baptist? Jesus Himself said about John the Baptist, Among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. (laughs) You remember what happened to John the Baptist? He got his head cut off. You know, I had never heard of somebody getting their head cut off in my lifetime. Oh, I'd read about it in history books, World War II and so forth. But I'd never heard of that happening until just in recent years now, we Practically seen it happen on the news. I mean, we we've heard about it several times now, and every time it happens, I think how evil that is. Paul feared the Lord. You remember what Paul said about himself? He said, uh, "I have received forty stripes." Say, uh, uh, he said, "I have, see, I have received uh, stripes above measure." Paul said they've taken a whip and they've beat me on my back so many times that the scars now crisscross my back to the point I can't even count them anymore. Paul said in prisons more frequent. Paul said when I go out to preach, when I go to a town to preach, they don't put me on the sixth floor of the Hampton Inn in a nice room, a very nice room with some treats and fruit and drinks. And so he said, no, they put me in prison. He said, I spend more time in prison than I do out of prison. He said in deaths oft. Paul was saying several times some other men and I went out to preach the gospel and some of them got killed while we were out there preaching. He said, uh, thrice, uh, he said, five times, forty strikes, save one. Uh, thrice beaten with rods, once stoned. Thrice shipwrecked in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, by heathen in the city, in the wilderness, in the sea, among false brethren. Paul said, I have suffered weariness, painfulness, hunger, thirst, cold, nakedness, I thought Proverbs 1923 said, "The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall not be visited with evil. Would you go back now to the book of Proverbs? And this time, would you go to chapter eight? Proverbs chapter eight, just a few pages back from where we were a few moments ago. And as you're turning to Proverbs chapter eight, let me ask you this question: What does it mean to fear the Lord? All right, well, let me show you in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. The fear of the Lord, this is Proverbs chapter 8, and I'm in verse 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Well, I don't know about you, but I hate the evil that somebody else tries to do to me. Don't you hate it when somebody else tries to do evil to you? In fact, I am sure, I'm certain that everybody in the whole world hates the evil that somebody else tries to do to them. If that's the evil that this verse is talking about, then everybody in the whole world fears the Lord. And we know that's not true. So what evil is it talking about? Okay, turn to Proverbs chapter 16, if you would, please. Look at Proverbs chapter 16, and I'm going to look at uh, verse uh, 6. Proverbs 16, verse 6 says, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Now, if I have to depart from the evil that someone else is trying to do to me in order to fear the Lord, there are some times that I can't get away from the evil that somebody else is trying to do to me. You remember when Paul was in Iconium and he was preaching the gospel and he heard that the men there in Iconium were going to stone him? So Paul decided to leave Iconium to get away from the evil those men were trying to do to him. And he went down to Lystra to get away from them. And he's down there in Lystra preaching the gospel. And while he's there, the men in Iconium get together and come down to Lystra and stir up the men in Lystra. And the men in Iconium and the men in Lystra gang up on Paul and they stone him and leave him lying outside the city for dead. He tried to get away from the evil that somebody else was doing to him, but he couldn't. So if I have to get away from the evil that somebody else is trying to do to me in order to fear the Lord, what kind of evil is he what, what, what's he, what evil is he talking about then? All right, go back to Proverbs chapter nineteen and verse twenty three where we started, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 23. I'm going to reread the verse. The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath the fear of the Lord shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. Oh, you know, now I think I begin to see it. This verse means... If I fear the Lord, no evil will visit my heart. If I fear the Lord, no evil will come to visit my soul. If I fear the Lord, no evil will come to visit my mind. In other words, if I fear the Lord, I will not have any evil intentions come into my heart that I want to do to you. You know, the problem that I have often, (laughs) I often have the problem that I read the Bible from a selfish viewpoint. When I read the Bible, I expect every book, every chapter, every verse to be something that will bless me. (laughs) I want every verse in the Bible to protect me from you. I want to read the Bible, and if I read it long enough, then I want to be able to get up and say, okay, God, I read the Bible for, wow, 17 minutes this morning. You owe me a favor. You be sure and protect me now because I read my Bible. You know, we want to treat the Bible like it's a shield, and as long as we carry it with us, you know, it's like a lucky charm. It's like a, it's like a four-leaf clover. It, it, it's like a, uh, well, okay, you, you know, if you carry your Bible, maybe it'll, uh, Maybe, it, it, maybe it'll keep all the vampires away. <laughs> that, that's about the way we treat the Bible sometimes. But you know, there ought to be some time in my life that I eventually get to the point <laughs> to where someday I can read the Bible and find something in the Bible that will help me <laughs> bless you instead of me getting a blessing out of it. That will help me <laughs> protect you. You know, sometimes when I read the Bible, it's not protecting me from you. Sometimes when I'm reading the Bible, it's protecting you from me. I'm afraid that I'm personally uh, a little too selfish when I read the Bible. And I'm afraid that's why sometimes I don't understand some of what God's trying to say. You know, the evil that I have in my heart, that I feel towards you, that evil is going to harm me more than any evil that you could bring on me from without. Now, the evil that you want to do to me, it might discomfort me. It might uh, it might uh, uh, harm me. It might hurt me physically but it's not going to hurt me near as much as that evil I have in my heart that I feel towards you. So, if the evil that God's talking about, if God says, if you'll fear the Lord, no evil will visit your heart. <laughs> no evil will come into my heart. Uh, well, then what's happening here is, God is protecting me <laughs> from the worst evil there is. The evil that I let visit my own heart. And you know, I'm afraid... That, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll get back to that in a minute. Let me uh, let me let me continue here quickly. The evil that is in my heart uh, that I want to do to you is going to hurt me more than any evil you could do to me. Therefore, the Bible is okay. Do you remember what Jesus said in in Mark chapter seven? You don't need to turn there, but Jesus said to the disciples in Mark chapter seven. He said, "Do you not perceive or what he was saying is, don't you get it?" "...that whatsoever thing from without entereth into the man, it cannot defile him, because it entereth not into his heart, but into his belly. But that which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, and it lists several others." And then he goes on to say, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. You know, the evil that you do to me might upset my plans. The, do, the evil that you do to me might postpone what I was trying to accomplish. The evil that you do to me may even cause tears. But the evil you do to me can't defile me. It can't destroy me. The only evil that can destroy Ray Young is the evil that Ray Young feels in his heart towards Brother Tom. The evil that Ray Young feels in his heart towards Brother Mike. The evil that Ray Young feels in his heart uh, uh, towards... You just put the name in there, it doesn't matter who it is. That's the evil that can defile Ray Young. Proverbs 19.23 said, The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. You know, you can be satisfied while others try to do evil to you. Have you ever tried to get somebody's goat, and you say something to them, and and you're trying to get them, and they just smile and act like they don't even know what you're getting at, and they just act like it went right over their head, and... You know, when somebody else is trying to do evil to you, you can be satisfied. But you cannot be satisfied while you try to do evil to somebody else. The fear of the Lord tended to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied. The reason you're satisfied when you fear the Lord is because when you fear the Lord, there's no evil in your heart towards anybody else. And you can be satisfied as long as there's no evil in your heart regardless of what somebody else is trying to do to you. You know, sometimes when I uh, when I don't do the evil to you that I'd like to do, it's not because I'm pious. It's not because I'm righteous. It's because I'm chicken. I'm afraid you've got a brother bigger than me. <laughs> I'm afraid if I do that evil to you, uh, uh, God might break my leg. <laughs> or worse than that, I'm afraid somebody will tell Mom I did it, and then I'll really be in trouble. <laughs> you know, the problem is this. Sometimes I let evil visit my heart. I open the door and invite it in. I welcome that evil into my heart uh, 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 as a welcome guest, and I let him sit at the table, and I enjoy fellowshipping with him. Okay, let me illustrate. Have you ever said in your heart, not out loud, you didn't say it with your mouth, nobody knew you were thinking it but you, but have you ever said in your heart, the next time he says that? You ever said in your heart, if she does that one more time, have you ever okay? Have you ever been in a situation and somebody said something to you and, boy, you wanted to just put them in their place and you wanted to just let them have it and, and you just couldn't think of what to say and about two hours later you thought, man, I should have said. Boy, the next time he does that, I know what I'm... And, and, and you know what? We almost enjoy revisiting that evil in our heart over and over. No, we're too chicken to do it. You know, we're too chicken to hit him in the face. We're too chicken to ice-pick his tires. We're too chicken to set the leaves on fire in his backyard. We're too chicken to do that. But we sure enjoy thinking about how fun it would be if we could do it. We're letting that... And I'm afraid I have let some evil visit my heart so long that it owed rent. The verse said, The fear of the Lord tendeth to life. Tendeth to life. Tendeth to life. When we say a man tendeth to his garden, or we say, I'm going to tend to that business this afternoon, Uh, uh, the fear of the Lord tendeth to life. It it puts life in order, it keeps it tidy, Uh, it makes it productive. Okay, do, you, do you, ever, you ever tidy up your, your, uh, your tool shed? Well, you've probably never done that. But uh, have any of you ladies ever tidied up your kitchen cabinets? Okay, the fear of the Lord tendeth to life. It tidies up life. What some of us need to do tonight is we need to tidy up our life. We need to tend to that evil that we've let come visit in our heart. The Bible said that, uh, uh, that that the fear of the Lord tendeth to life. Uh, it tidies up life by protecting ourselves from the evil that we might be tempted to do to somebody else. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Hate the evil that I have in my heart towards you. The fear of the Lord, uh, uh, by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. Depart from that evil that is visiting my heart. Now, don't let that scare you. Don't let don't let what I'm about to say scare you. But that that was my introduction. Now I'm going to preach my sermon. And here's my sermon any time we don't understand something about god it is simply that we don't understand it's not that god's wrong it's not that god's bad it's not that god's evil it's not that god's uh, inconsistent or untruthful or unfair it's not that god let us down It's not that God didn't keep His Word. The problem is, God is so much bigger than me and you. There are things about God we don't understand. And so when we don't understand, we don't need to put God on trial. In fact, there have been times in Ray Young's life that Ray Young needed to take God off trial. You know, we want to look at every little thing that happens. (laughs) You know, okay, God, I was on the way to work this morning and I was all dressed real nice and that guy drove by in the mud, in the mud puddle, the water splashed on me and got me all dirty and, and you said that if I feared you, no evil would come and, uh, uh, well That's pretty evil. And we put God on trial. And so until we can get that mud wiped off, God's no good. Now, as soon as we get the mud wiped off and everything looks all right, now God's good again. We put God on trial and take Him off and put Him on and take Him off and put Him on and take Him off. You know, we ought to just settle it in our heart. God is good. Amen. Amen. God is right. That's right. God is trustworthy. Amen. God means what He says. God keeps His Word. God keeps His promises. You and I sometimes don't understand God because He's so much bigger than us. And I don't mind having a God that big. (laughs) If my God was as big as Ray Young, He wouldn't help me much. But the Bible says He's above the heavens. The Bible says the earth is His footstool. (laughs) I'm glad I have a God so big I can't understand Him. I remember the morning. I was sitting in my office. It was a little before daylight. You know where my office is there on the campus, down at the end of the hallway. There's, I'm up on the second floor, end of the hallway. Glass windows on the end of my office overlooks the lake of the campus there. It's a beautiful place. I spend my time with the Lord there in the mornings when I'm not on the road. And uh, I was there one morning, a little before daylight, and I was reading my Bible. And I came to Proverbs chapter 23. And I came to uh, verse uh, chapter nineteen, and I came to verse twenty-three, and I read, "The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall abide satisfied; he shall not be visited with evil." And I didn't speak out loud with my lips, but I said in my heart, "Okay." I I I, I kind of looked up to God, and I said, "Okay, if." Now that was my first mistake right there. I said, if that verse is true, then explain John the Baptist to me. I said, if that verse is true, explain Paul the Apostle. I said, well, while you're, while you're at it, how about Job? And with a pretty smart attitude in my heart, I said, how about Joseph? Explain that one. And as clearly as I am speaking to you right now, God spoke to me. No, I didn't hear Him with my ears. Only Oral Roberts does that. But I heard God speak to my heart as clearly as I'm speaking to you right now, and I can quote for you word for word what He said. He said, I'm talking about that evil you have in your heart. And He was so brazen that He even called the person's name. I had to get out of my chair, get on my knees behind my desk, and with tears running down my cheeks, I had to confess my sin. I said, sin. No, I had never poked Him in the nose. No, I had never uh, said anything evil to Him. And I don't think I'd ever said anything evil about Him but I had some evil in my heart towards him. Are you willing to admit that there have been some times in your life when you had some evil in your heart towards somebody? And you know, I wish I could stand here tonight and say, and praise the Lord, uh, from that day to this, I've never had another problem. I wish I could say that, but I can't say that. Between then and now, there have been some more times that I had to go back and re-tidy up my heart. (laughs) What happens to your kitchen cabinets when you tidy them up? As soon as your husband gets home, they're not tidy anymore. (laughs) The doors open, the cups are in the wrong place. Okay. And we need to tidy up our heart more than once. There may be somebody here tonight who would be willing to admit there have been some times in your life that some evil came and visited your heart. There might be somebody here tonight and it would do you good not right now. I'm not talking about protecting that brother that you're upset with, <laughs> that aunt you're upset with, that grandmother you're upset with, that neighbor you're upset with, that co-worker you're upset at, that uh, that uh, boss that you you oh boy you've really got it in for him. Uh, or 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 you know I, that, 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 that that's all I'm not talking tonight about protecting that person. I'm talking tonight about protecting you. About protecting Ray Young. There might be somebody here tonight who needs to tidy up your heart to protect yourself from that evil that keeps coming and knocking at the door. Had I had ever had bowed and every eye closed? Tonight, there might be someone here who would be willing, along with Ray Young. Ray Young's going to raise his hand. Ray Young is raising his hand, admitting... There have been some times, too many times in my life, that I have had evil visit my heart. And there have been times that Ray Young let evil let it in. He, He opened the door and welcomed it, thinking it would satisfy him, but it never did. And I wonder if there's anybody else here tonight who would say, Yes, you're right, Brother Young. There have been some times that evil visited my heart. Would you slip your hand up and admit that to God tonight? You keep it up just for a moment. Thank you. May put it back down. Who else would say quickly, you know, I didn't raise my hand that first time, but I, I, I be, if I was going to be honest, I probably should have. Would you let me include you in my prayer tonight? Anybody else like that that would that would admit that tonight? Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Father, I pray for these that have raised their hands tonight. I pray that tonight there will be some of us that will take a few moments... And come to the altar one more time and tidy up some of that evil that has visited our heart. Uh, 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 sweep it out. Uh, get rid of it. Close the door behind it. And, 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 and tonight, there will be some of us that will say, all right, I, I need to get this settled. I need to quit letting it visit my heart. I never intended one time <laughs> to take it out and use it, but I sure have let it visit a lot. And I need to get that cared for tonight. Well, there may be somebody here tonight who says, Brother Young, uh, I'll be honest with you, there have been some times, and I don't think I'm struggling with it right this minute, but I know that it could happen again any time now. And boy, I need God's help. And you'd come tonight and ask God to prepare you and get you ready for that and get you through that next time. Father, I pray You'll help all of us tonight to, to do exactly what it is that You want us to do.